Hi, welcome to Conversations for the Soul. I'm Anita, a personal development enthusiast. And today I'm joined by one of my oldest friends from childhood, Manuel Levy, who I think is probably the person that I've seen um, as the best person that implements the ideas we're going to talk about today. So welcome, Manuel. Thank you, Anita, for having me in your podcast. Thank you for saying I'm the best. It really <laughs> flatters me. <laughs> Um, the thing about is today's topic, maybe we start with today's topic and I'll tell the, our listeners why I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that humility. Um, today we're going to talk about what is stress and anxiety, um, what makes people anxious, um, and then the second question we'll answer is why is talking about this even important? Um, why is stress, anxiety, anxiousness even significant? Um, which I think has a quite straightforward answer, but it's still going to be interesting to hear Manuel on this. And finally, our last question is going to be how to deal with worry, how to deal with anxiety, what can we do about this? How do we manage this? Um, so maybe let's start by setting the scene. Um, what is stress? What is anxiety? Uh, so now, Coming back uh, to the ground, I'm not the best of anything, but <laughs> Thank you uh, very much. about anxiety, I had this luck and maybe the personality while I'm growing up that my father also instilled in me that I, I wasn't really a, a anxious person at all. I've never been... Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen you anxious. And I, yes, I've never been an anxious person, like very f rare moments in my life. I was more depressed than anxious, which is similar things we can discuss later, but let's go to anxiety. So uh, what is anxiety? In my mind, when I think about anxiety, it's first of all, you gotta, you gotta understand something. Anxiety is usually about the future. It's not about right now or it's not about the past. You can be still anxious about the past, that you can relive the past, which will be more usually called depression, but anxiety mm, is like there are some things in the future that still didn't happen, they are not real yet, uh, but it might happen, and you're worrying about that, what could have happened to you. So you're suffering basically what still didn't happen today. So basically anxiety is about a thought process. To even bring it down a notch, as I always do, I did a bit of an online research to see what <laughs> the holy web is saying about this. Um, and it is said online that anxiety is a feeling of uneasiness and worry. Um, it doesn't necessarily sound like a positive feeling, you know, a feeling of uneasiness. Um, and, and we'll, I think, dive deeper in worry. Um, and I'll move on to what the online uh, websites are saying about stress. Um, stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge, a thought or whatever else. Um, and it's interesting that maybe anxiety is more in your head, whereas stress is more in your body. Um, maybe not necessarily always, but it sounds like that's the main difference. Um, okay, what do you think makes people anxious? Anything can make uh, someone anxious. If you want to be worried about things, like you will see, usually 
in my life I would see this in my grandmothers <laughs> or with their friends and now I'm if my mom is listening I see it in it her a lot <laughs> which I tell that they can worry about anything they are like oh my god you went out today without a jacket and they get worried like 20 minutes that you if I'm gonna cold. I'm gonna get sick and then this <laughs> gonna happen and they, then um, maybe I'll go to the hospital or they, they, they go they can't hear for their child for like couple Five of minutes. hours and they start calling their friends like what if something bad happened yeah, yeah. so they're basically worrying about a possible uh, a possible future that they don't like mm-hmm. the results of that possible mm-hmm. futures and they don't want it to happen and so they're worrying about it so maybe they can like change it uh, but this is in itself uh, sometimes I would say even useful because you you have to think about the future. There is no doubt about that part. You because that's 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 the thing that sets men from animal mm. in a huge way. That we have this sense of imagination to project <laughs> the data of the past to the future, so you can imagine different possibilities. Mm-hmm. You can live out that that thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you will not die. Your thoughts will die in a scenario. Like in a survival scenario, for example, in back in the day, mm. that if I go there, there is like a lion pack living there, so <laughs> I'll probably die. So I shouldn't go there. So, so you project, you go, you choose another route. So this ability of seeing the future is actually causing problems today in the world a lot as anxiety because they cannot. Uh, I will say I I cannot. People cannot uh, handle. Their thought press processes as as efficient or or as as be- as best as they can do. You're and you're touching upon a couple of great things that I think uh, is worth underlining here. Um, number one, being anxious basically means not being in the here and now, not being present, thinking of a possible future scenario that is not even sure will happen. Or it's about thinking about something that happened in the past that might or might not impact right now, or maybe is even impacting right now, but maybe you can't change it. So then maybe it's it's a situation of feeling helpless, maybe because you know you you maybe feeling not in control, um, and maybe here we can already start by saying that the only thing we can control is the here and now. You can't control what's going to happen in the future. You can do things in order to prevent things, but you can't control what's going to happen in the future. And you can't necessarily control what happens in the past, what happened already in the past. So interesting. Yeah, that, that's one thing I, I really like from what you said. Um, I, I'd like to add one point about control here, because I think it's really important for everyone, uh, because there's this need to be in control. But realistically, we should look at what we can control and what we cannot control. I think people don't really look at it a lot. So, yes, you can only control what's going on here and now. Mm-hmm. You cannot control the future, cannot control the past. Maybe mm-hmm. you can influence the future, but you yeah. cannot control it. Yeah. So, even here and now, existentially, there are two parts, okay? For existentially speaking. There is you and there is everything else. So, you, you can control. Yes. I like where this is going. But everything else, you can only influence at a certain point. You can never control it. Wow, I love so this. So even in here and now, 
uh, you cannot fully control it and you should you should accept it. It's sometimes really hard to accept it, but you can always control yourself. But outside situations will never go as as you like it to be. I love this. And it's it's impossible to do so because there are so many forces in effect. Even even in you you don't even decide the day and night. It's it's decided by the sun and the planet and the movement. You don't you don't decide the gravity of this. You don't decide the the length of. You don't decide the air quality. You don't decide a lot of things in outside. Even the basic stuff. So speaking about things that we can control, do you think we worry about things that we can't control? I think there are two aspects to that question. One, I think we assume most we assume that we can control the outside situation and then we try to control it and things don't go in the way and we worry. And there are things we can control, which is us ourselves, which we cannot control. And then we worry because we cannot control ourselves. I see. It's a very good point. Um, there were two other things I wanted to underline from what you said. Number one, I read somewhere that 98% of the things we worry about never even happen. So then again, this probably will lead us to say, then why do we worry? Because you know what? Like you're wasting your um, energy on something that very likely won't even happen. Um, but on the other hand of the things... One thing that you mentioned is making me think it's worth saying, but there is a value of worry. It's that the things that happened in the past are helping us think in a certain way so that we do or don't do certain things in order to protect ourselves. And maybe worry comes in in order for us to take action or not take action in order to um, prevent a harmful situation. So there's, I definitely see why we have worry in our systems, you know, why, why it's coded in our DNA or whatever, um, you know, evolutionary wise, worry is there to protect us. Um, and stress is in our bodies so that, you know, we take action. Maybe we see lion from the example you, you gave and to run away. So th there is a, a cause of worry. Um, but in today's day and age, we don't necessarily have the danger of, um, you know, living in the middle of the forest where we can actually be attacked by lions. And therefore, this human mechanism is making us feel uneasy, not necessarily for a valid reason right now. Okay. Um, and why is talking about this important? Um, what is the alternative? Is there even an alternative to worrying? Yes, of course it is. It's, it's, it's existentially important for everyone because if you're always worried, if you're always anxious, you feel bad. Nobody wants to feel bad. Intrinsically, everyone wants the best for themselves. And what is best will be defined as joyful, happy, peaceful. This is, this is usually the all ultimate goals for most life. Like people, even even in the dream that is sold in our society, that you know you work very hard and then you get retired and you go to your own space and in that retirement you you live peacefully without doing anything, <laughs> yeah. which is which is I think a wrong dream. But the peace part in itself is like the 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 salt part. So yes, you want the best for yourself. So if you want the best for yourself, you want to be joyful. This is like the intrinsic values of yourself. It's so that's why it's important. It's interesting that we're defining the best life as a joyful life. I agree, but I'm not sure if I would have made that conclusion automatically. 
why do you think the best life is a joyful life? And why do you think joyful life doesn't in, uh, include anxiety or worry? Okay, so let me ask you a question. When you're happy, like really happy, mm-hmm. how does the day go for you? Ooh, I can even take this uh, further, Notch. If you told me to think of my best day, you know, how would my best day look like? No, no, no. In time-wise. Okay. How does it go? I feel like you want me to say it flows. Um, it goes fast, usually. When you're happy, you do stuff. You're energetic. You don't sit around. Okay. People, things go fast. Interesting. Things just happen. You can say flow. It doesn't flow. It doesn't matter. But you're happy. And and days just go by. Okay. But when you're miserable, when you're depressed, when you're unhappy, when you're anxious, you don't want to leave your room. You don't want to leave your corner. You want to get under your blanket. You want to listen to a, mm. to a, a depressive music. I don't know. But you, hold on a second. Is it a positive thing for time to flow quickly? Well, time flows objectively, no matter what you feel. But why do so, I want time to... F- in your in your perspective only it's gonna fly but because but why do i want that why do we say that's a positive thing and did you did you ever liked to sit in a classroom where it was so boring <laughs> that you were counting the seconds and you wanted it to fly um i i do think there is something positive about being bored being bored creates creativity being bored is not necessarily a negative thing i know it's not a feeling you want to go through every day but there is definitely value of feeling bored because then you know that's where all the creativity comes from in my opinion well maybe not all but okay um but going back to time flying it's it's definitely a more positive feeling that i buy that i i 100 agree with okay and why is time flying not connected to anxiety actually when i'm worried i feel like time flies much much faster no that that wasn't the initial point. <laughs> <laughs> what i'm getting at is when you're happy things just things just happen you you live the same amount of time you live okay because you only you, you have to understand every, everyone's going to die you have a limited amount of time uh, right now within this body so if you live joyfully uh, and happily and peacefully you have that kind of life or you can do it in a miserable way in a in a depressed way in an anxious way where instead of living you'll be sleeping like 10 hours a day which is uh, or 12 hours a day like half of your life you're basically dead and if you want your choice i that's free will wait wait, wait. i you actually can, really can, really like this i i buy this that. i i think maybe the the real answer to this should be that you can live the same life in a more positive way you know with positive feelings feeling joyfully as you said that's very very positive or feeling happy a very very positive and you can live the same exact life going through life with an uneasy feeling with maybe the burden of feeling not so positive and and even negative so i definitely i'm sold okay (laughs) um I, i i would definitely prefer a more joyful life so now that I'm sold to this idea that um, definitely a joyful life is um, what I would want, I think it's the best time to share um, with you something that I um, watched a while ago. There's a thought process diagram. Um, here's how it goes. Do you have a problem? No. Then why worry? Do you have a problem? Yes. Can you do something about it? Yes. Then why worry? Do you have a problem? 
Yes, can you do something about it? No. Then why worry? Um, but I had said that there is a, um, a value of worrying. And now I'm saying, you know, why worry in any case? What do you think about this? So at that point, uh, I, don't wanna, I didn't want to get over it. But actually, there's no... Yes, there's a value to the... To the uh, yes, there's a value to worry in the sense of that you know it gives you... It's the emotion that they will tell you, look, something is wrong. And you've got to do something about it to take, take responsibility of it. But at the same time, you can do... After, after you acknowledge uh, this feeling, you can do what you're supposed to do without worry too. So when mm, how I you like act is, is you can act in a worried way, in, a, in you know, like your hands trembling and you were to try to do it fast, but you cannot do, or you can do it the same thing after you, you realize and acknowledge this, you can do the same act with calm and, and with peace and, and with competence and you can still do the same. So it's, it's a choice again of yours. I, I really like this also because Yeah, exactly as you said, when you're worried and you're trying to do something, it's, it's much harder to get it right than when you're doing the exact same thing, but you're doing it calmly. Yes, true. And I'll actually like to add a second thing to this diagram, which reminds me of a story from my childhood, which instilled into me this idea of not worrying with things that you cannot do anything about. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of that. So when I was, I think, seven or eight... My father told me a story about a business story that happened to my grandfather, his father. Uh, I don't fully remember the details, but I'll fill in as much as I can. So, what, so they had this uh, shoe manufacturing uh, factory. And one night uh, they had a crisis. I think it was a flood. So the, the factory floor was flooded mm -hmm. and everything was underwater. It could be something else, but this is what I remember, okay. uh, 90%. And in the middle of the night, my grandfather gets a call and says, like, the entire floor is under uh, underwater. These are, this is gone. This is gone. And they, he gets a status update. And there's nothing he can do. Like, it is what it is. You need What's to wait. You gone? need to wait for the waters to recede. And then you can do s some mm -hmm. other stuff. So he said, okay, okay, thank you, yes, everyone, okay, yes. And then he hung up the phone and he just went to sleep because he had, like, he, he said there's nothing else to do. But another person in that scenario, like, my, no, no, my factory is flooded. What am I going to do? What am I going to do after that? What am I going to do this? How am I going to pay that? Like, the, you can get into worry. You can, you can, you can think, scenarios. you can think the entire night about possible future scenarios that might or might not happen. As you said, 95% probably not going to happen. But instead, or if you cannot do anything at that moment, you can choose to sleep and sleep sound and well so you can get rested and you can be fully energetic in the morning, wake up early and go and do whatever you can that day. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, so I think here and, and that story really, uh, really meant a lot to me because then... I was I started to implement it even from that age. I really like that. Um, here, something very important is to see that when there really isn't something you can do, then to accept that there isn't something you can do, even even that is you know a way to um, stop worrying. But I think all of this is definitely easier said than done. So maybe let's start talking about 
How to deal with worry? What can you actually do, practically speaking? How to deal with worry? Yes. Actually, you just said it uh, with, with acceptance, but I'd like to tell more about it. Uh, so there are basically two ways that you can go about it. And I think you should go at them at the same time. Uh, so one way would be the, I would say, the feminine way. And the other way would be the masculine way. You can, you can call it the positive and negative way. You can call it the, the electrical way and the magnetic way. It doesn't matter. In this nature, there is this duality. You can call it the yin and yang. So, so the feminine way would be the, would be the understanding of the situation and, and being compassionate about yourself and being, being, being touched with reality, mm -hmm. basically. So you have to understand what happened. You have to understand that it's, it's, it's not your fault or it's your fault or, or, and be, give love to yourself and, and accept that moment because that moment happened due to numerous it was inevitable that moment was inevitable due to numerous other constraints that started lots of different process that ended up uh, as a result as that moment so that's that understanding that compassion that love uh, will be the first thing that you should start with and you should work with which will open doorways to your subconscious and more uh, so that will be the feminine way the other way is the masculine way And the masculine way is about rearranging your environment and rearranging yourself in order to get yourself into situations, not get yourself into situations which will make you worry and at the same time increase, increase your, your strength, mental strength in a way that the same situation won't, imp won't, won't impact you the same way that it did. That it ended in the past. So the second way can only happen after you go through a worrisome situation, as in once something happened, you change something about it so that it won't bother you again? Or you mean this is something that is this a preventative measure or is this something you can do after? It's more like a preventative measure. So it's like this. Let's talk about let's talk about COVID. Okay. A lot of people in this last year were uh let go they 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 lost their jobs and i'm i'm sure even if they didn't lose their jobs they were like maybe constantly worried if what happens if they're gonna lose their job because why would you worry to lose your job because you need the money okay not so necessarily you, maybe you enjoy what you're doing maybe you don't want to stay without anything to you do wouldn't you wouldn't day. worry about that because you can if you enjoy it you can do it as some somewhere else if you uh, If you, if you don't need it, okay, you wouldn't worry about it. Well, maybe you need it for your psychological well-being so that you have a place to go to. But then you can to... find another job. Okay, so then... You can find that if, if, the, if a job is you want, you can find a job. But maybe you actually enjoy this job. Yeah, but then you can do it yourself. I'm not sure if, if the only reason why you would worry about losing your job is the financial aspect. I didn't say the only. I would say the main reason. Okay. The main reason for a lot of people is because they live from paycheck to paycheck. Okay. So, and maybe they have kids and they have families and they have maybe medical bills to pay. Maybe they need some drugs. So, they, they, there's something that they, they must do. And now if this happens, they won't be able to do it. So, of course, they will worry. And it's perfectly normal that they worry. 
But here's the preemptive way that you should do it. Either, like if you did this before, all of this happens, great. But if it's after, it's also uh, it's also good. Is you get yourself some way of financial security or financial flexibility, meaning you don't live paycheck to pay paycheck. You budget, you save money, you save like a one year worth of expenses, which means if something bad happens, you have an emergency fund. This is preempt. This is preemptive thinking. You have a. I have an emergency fund. So if something bad happens outside, which I'm not in control. Okay, I accept it. Uh, but when it happens, I won't be put into a situation that I wouldn't want. And if I was in that situation, I have to accept that situation and I have to work for it. Yes, but wouldn't be great that you wouldn't be in that position at all. So that will be the preemptive part. So then, if I'm understanding it correctly, the feminine way is basically when you're in the situation, accept it. And you're saying that will stop the worry feeling? Yes. Okay. I'd like to discuss, discuss that. But let's move on to whether I understood the masculine way correctly. The masculine way is basically saying, do something about it so that you won't be in a situation where you would worry. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> let's discuss both. Um, I feel like accepting is definitely a step to take in order to... Um, reduce the feelings of worry because if you're not accepting the situation then you're adding a second layer of your worry because you're like worrying and feeling bad and you're also feeling bad because you think maybe there's something you can do and you're not doing or there's something that you can't do and you think you can so accepting the situation as it is definitely I agree it helps with the feeling of worry but I think maybe there's more there's also understanding how you feel, why you feel, um, and maybe a little bit of an analysis of the situation. What do I feel? Why do I feel this way? Can I really do something about it or not? Maybe these are the three main questions that lead to acceptance. So maybe it's not just accepting the situation, but accepting the amount of control you have in the situation. And whether you have it or not, as we um, agreed, I don't think it changes the situation. In the end, you shouldn't worry anyways, because if you're thinking about a possi possible future situation, as we said, it's only going to happen maybe, you know, 2% of the time and probably even not. So it's not worth you feeling worried over. And, and also, you know, feeling worried doesn't change the result of the situation. So accepting the situation, accepting whether you can do something about it or not. Um, these are ways to help you feel better knowing the possible outcomes. You know, I can do something about it and then this will happen. I can't do something about it and then this will happen. The worst case, this will be. So maybe there's an element of analysis, I agree. Maybe more than acceptance, analysis plus acceptance. Um, but the second situation, I'm not sure because I think there's always more and more you can do in order to prevent situations. Then it's as if you're living all your life trying to prevent tragedy after tragedy, trauma after trauma. But maybe there is also an element of saying, hold on a second, you know, I'm going to do what I can. And maybe this is only 2% likely to happen. So I'm not going to invest a lot of time and effort and my thought process to think, um, what can I do something about something that's only 2% likely to happen or maybe less. So 
again, maybe also on that side, there is an element of analysis. But I think yes. if, if we say that, you know, you need to take preventative measures on anything that can cause you worry, I think we're creating an additional layer of worry saying, can I do something about this? Can But I not do something impossible. about this? impossible. You cannot do everything because even when you're thinking about possible futures, you're not seeing the entire possibility space. Like you cannot, you cannot know everything that could happen. You can only know by using your past data that some things could have happened. So of course, if, if that happens, you have to still walk through it. It's like this, okay? Let's say we live, um, we live in Japan, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, it's actually a great example because <laughs> uh, in Japan there are earthquakes and earthquakes are a known thing, mm-hmm. okay? So what they did is they built buildings mm-hmm. uh, that are really durable, mm-hmm. okay? And they have, uh, they have regular trainings mm-hmm. on how to behave on the earthquake. But when that happens, and you don't know when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. when that happens, you still got to accept that an earthquake is happening and things might happen. And you have to still follow the plan mm-hmm. that was done. And if the plan fails, if you understand the plan, you have to improvise. Okay, that's also a possibility. But if there was no plan then it's still not okay to worry, in my opinion, because worrying doesn't solve your situation. Yes, of course, but it, it, yes, but you would probably worry less. If, if there you is have a plan? A plan. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. So one method is how to, uh, which I use how to uh, worry less, is I would also suggest to other people is, let's say I, I'm at work and, and something bad happened, okay, or something might happen, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I cannot do everything maybe right, Right now. So what the thought process that I would go is, I will first think that, okay, if this happens, I might do this, or this might happen. If this happens, uh, then I can do this. That would be good. The worst case scenario, this might happen, but still I have my explanation. I have this and this, so it, it won't come to this. Okay. So and to, to draw out possible future scenarios of yes, what can happen. In, in my mind, I just think about like what could happen Mm-hmm. And if I'm not sure, I would talk to someone mm-hmm. that who, who might know better than me mm-hmm. to understand. And after I have some kind of preparation uh, that, I, that I feel like uh, I did my best, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's my best. It's not the best. If I, if I did my best, then the method I use is now it's not my problem. It's tomorrow's problem because I, can, I cannot do anything about it. So it's Future Manuel's problem, not my problem. <laughs> Manuel, Manuel from the tomorrow can deal with it. Why would I deal with it? I'll just enjoy and now watch watch my series that I really wanted to watch. <laughs> he can he can deal with that later. Um, I I really like this. Um, and I'd like to reformulate the strategy, um, if I may. Um, first of all, I'm going to start by saying I actually don't think I ever tried this. And I see a lot of value now that you're saying to draw out possible future scenarios. And, you know, it's probably going to make you feel worst case is not so bad either. You know, N- no one dies. And if I die, there's still nothing I can do. So maybe thinking about possible future scenarios helps relieve just because you're sort of seeing what's the worst that can be. Um, and seeing that the worst is not as bad as, you know, not thinking anything about it. So I, I like this. I'm definitely going to try this. Because and otherwise you're stuck at the point 
what's gonna happen what's gonna know. happen what's gonna yeah. happen what's gonna yeah. happen that yeah. that drives you crazy yeah, yeah so at yeah. least you know some possibilities that might yeah. happen maybe you don't like them all of them but then you do at that moment what you can and then you, you just let go and like tomorrow we'll deal more yeah this is like the diagram we mentioned you know can you do something about it to see yes or no that really helps and i think i actually never did this so um yeah i'm gonna try for sure um the other thing I wanted to add to your matrix um, is releasing, as in letting go. Because you can only do what you can do. But then we keep holding on to the challenge, problem, worry, whatever it is. But there's an element of letting go, as in this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. And that's it. That's what's in my control. I'm not the you know, controller of the universe, letting go. I, I really like this. And maybe one more thing to add is to know that our thoughts don't always represent reality. You know, for example, sometimes you think you're not good enough, but maybe that's not what the reality is. Maybe for that certain task, you are good enough. It's just that that thought came from somewhere, from a past experience, whatever it is, and it's not representing the reality. So being able to understand that our thoughts are not reality itself, then we can take responsibility and say, you know what? I'm not going to choose to associate with this thought. This thought is just one of the possible scenarios. And I'm going to be rational about this and say, you know what? This isn't a thought that I'm going to give significance to. And I think this is really the main principle in um, dealing with anxiety and worry, um, taking responsibility of our thoughts. Yes, I completely agree with the part. And I think we should leave at that point that if you want to change what's going on in your own mind, in your own body, with your own emotions that you have to take responsibility. It's your mind, it's your body, it's your thoughts. They are programmed in a way that you to keep weren't... You alive. Uh, to keep you alive and you weren't conscious about it. Culture, Your culture, where you were born, your school, your biology gave a lot of programming into you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the life, as we're human beings, we can take responsibility and be our own programmer and write our own future as we see fit it's it's when you say it like that i know what what you might be thinking oh it's not that easy of course it's not but it's simple that's the i think that's the beauty of life a lot of things i think everything in, in life is simple it's just hard sometimes mm. but it's really really simple and <laughs> you can do it i can do it everyone can do it i like the empowerment um, so as we always do, I'd like to do a short summary as we're closing. What is um, anxiety? It's a feeling of uneasiness and worry. What is stress? It's a feeling of emotional or physical tension. Um, what makes people anxious or stressful? Um, it can be anything really, um, but mostly it's our thoughts, um, which we just said that we can... Um, take responsibility for we can choose to give significance to or not um why is this important because we can live through life with um stress and negative feelings and uneasiness or we can live the same life um joyfully um we both agreed that um it's better to live through our experiences joyfully and therefore it's um 
it better to um, learn to manage our worry, stress, etc. Um, how do we do that? We do that by an initial um, level of analyzing the situation. Um, do I have a problem? How significant is my problem? Um, can I do something about it? What are the um, worst case scenarios that can come out of the situation? And then after you've done that, um, reaching an element of acceptance. Yes, I am in a situation like this and I accept it. I'm not going to um, deny that I'm in the situation. I'm not going to start questioning what put me in the situation. I am in the situation and I accept it. There is something I can do and I accept it and I will do it. Or there is something that I can't, there, there isn't something that I can do about it and I accept that. Um, I think the, the real element, at, at least for me, that causes worry is that I don't know if I can do something about it or I can't decide if, you know, whether I can influence, as Manuel was saying at the beginning, or if I can actually control. Um, so getting to a state of acceptance in, in that and then finally, I think really letting go, you know, understanding that we're limited. Um, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much that you can change. Um, and accepting that um, and, and really letting go and really seeing which thoughts to make significant, um, whether you want to associate with um, your uh, worry thoughts, anxious thoughts, stress thoughts, or whether you want to do something about this. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. I hope this was helpful. Manuel, thank you very much for joining. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been uh, very joyful. <laughs> Love the choice of words. Um, talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.